My Hockey Hero is proudly supported by eBay Canada. My name is Dean. Ever since I was a kid, I collected hockey cards with spare change my dad gave me. As a black person, to see others like me on the ice inspired me. I didn't see myself as a black hockey player. I saw myself as a hockey player. They were my role models and showed me hockey is a game for everyone. When you're on a hockey card, it's, it's pretty cool. I've collected 100 rookie cards for NHL's black and biracial players, and I'm going to talk to all of them so you can learn their stories. I had a, a big binder of a, with a lot of hockey cards growing up. For me, it was, uh, you know, especially being a little kid in, in Montreal, you know, with, with all your buddies playing hockey and you're trading cards here and there. And we're all trying to get the full Montreal Canadiens team back then and stuff and get, you know, you figure out, you get your, your favorite players as cards. Maxime Fortunus was born in July 28, 1983 in La Prairie, Quebec. He played in the NHL for the Dallas Stars alongside a long career in the AHL and ECHL. Let's meet the man from the card. Uh, you know, starting when you're you know, three, four years old and uh, all you see is all the, the guys in the NHL playing, you see them on TV and uh, you play street hockey with uh, pretending you're one of them. And then, you know, you just play the game because you love it. And then at some point, once you get older and older, you keep working and kind of moving up the ranks, you kind of realize that, hey, you know, I'd, I'd love to get a chance at it too. And then, once you get that chance, it's a, at some point, it's, like I said, it's, it's a dream come true, and it's, it's something that you you never think it's it's possible when you're really young. And at some point, you just you know you fight for it, and then at some point, you realize, hey, that's it's a pretty big achievement. As an immigrant family, Max and his parents were drawn to hockey as they settled in Montreal. You know, my parents, my brother and I, my older brother is two years older than me, and you know, my my parents coming from Haiti, they immigrated to Canada in '75 or so, and. Uh, you know, I've probably never seen snow before, never seen hockey before, but they kind of realized it was the thing to do once you're in, in Canada, especially in Montreal. Once they you know, got to have kids and stuff, and they, they realized that we were really active. And, you know, for them, they put us into soccer, and then they kind of realized hockey is kind of the same thing, but, uh, you know, on ice, I guess, with skates. So they, they really uh, enjoyed that part of the sport. And so they just decided to, you know, put us into uh, hockey and try it. And uh, kind of, for, for them, I think it was a way to, also get us get us involved with, with the other kids also you know you're, you're, you're new in this country or if you want to get your your family your kids involved in the community and um, you know make sure that they all fit in properly so um, that's how we kind of kind of grew up uh, getting getting into hockey i remember my mom telling me stories about uh, her seeing watching the montreal canadians uh, on tv and she thought that chris nyland was kind of uh, the, the type of player i was going to be so somehow she thought i was going to be a I, I guess a a pretty big player, you know, that was pretty physical, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, then that's how she she, she kind of got me into, uh, into hockey. Yeah. Max soon found his place in the game. Yeah, no, for me, uh, I, you know, we started, uh, I guess I, I started in my hometown in La Prairie in, in, uh, in Montreal, close to Montreal there. And, uh, you know, that's where I played all my, my minor hockey. And then, you know, I was a defenseman when I started playing and then I always ask my coaches to, you know, I wanted to be a sentiment, just like, hey, can, can I try center? And I want, I want to, you know, go up there and score goals. And, and then he's like, all right, I'll try you for, for one game. So he put me a center for one game. And he told me, you were always the first one back, first one back to your own zone. So he's like, Max, you're going to be a defenseman. So that's where he kind of, you know, kept me in that position. And it, it kind of stuck, uh, you know, for, 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 for my playing career. Max was lucky. Montreal was the perfect place for a young hockey player. 
you know, the Montreal area where there's so many teams around you. Like, you know, growing up, you know, when you're playing minor hockey, there's, you know, every city has its own team. So you drive 15 minutes, there's a team, there's a rink. You know, 15 minutes the other way, there's another team, another rink. So, you know, we always kind of played around the same area, but you'd have, you know, six to seven teams in that area too. So the travel wasn't as bad until you now you start moving to uh, the AA categories and AAA when now you're part of the region te regional teams. You know, and then now you start traveling a little more across the uh, the province of Quebec a little more. Now you go to Quebec City, you go to Sherbrooke, you know, you drive, you know, three, four hours now for games too. So, and yes, I, we did have, you know, growing up, I always remember those teams were always, uh, you know, and I still talk to a lot of my minor hockey coaches that I had back then. And we were still had some pretty good teams. So I was fortunate to have uh, guys that kind of mentored me on the hockey side that way and kind of always kind of pushed us and, you know, got us to learn the game properly. As a black hockey player in Montreal, Max wasn't alone. When I grew up, I guess there was, uh, you know, one other black player with me that kind of grew up with me and we played together, again, from a young age of three, four years old, all the way up to, you know, nine or ten, too. So we were probably the, the only two in, in, our, uh, in, our, in our team. But for me, I think it's the whole issues and stuff. I guess I, I didn't really experience that as a, at a young age. And I think the fact is what my parents taught me growing up is we're going to have to fight. People are going to say things about you. People are going to, they're going to chant things, you know, about you. They're trying, they're going to try to get you off your game. And then, you know, my dad always told me the only thing you can do is look at them, smile, keep playing and show them why you're here. Right. So I always had that in mind. So, uh, but again, like all the players I played with were always the same kids I, you know, I went to school to you know, school with. So we were always a good group of friends and we were always kind of hanging together. So I think that helped for sure, you know, not having to face uh, anything of that sort. Max appreciates that those who came from the era before him faced more racism, but he still dealt with his own incidents. I was so focused on what I was doing. I, you know, even growing up, like I, as even as a pro, like I wouldn't let anything bother me. Uh, you know, people could have said anything to me, and I would just kind of fly over my head, and I would keep playing, keep playing. And I, my dad always said, "Don't give him a choice, right? Don't give him a choice to to respect you, just by the way you play, just by the way you you conduct yourself, the way you respect yourself, and the way you respect others. And then you know, you by by giving respect, you'll you'll bring respect to you also." The era I played in was was much better, I think, than the players that came before me. You know, a lot of the guys, you know, got to experience a, a lot of tough, tough things, uh, you know, growing up as, as hockey players, as a, as a black hockey player. And for me, I, I think I was, uh, I hate to say the word fortunate, because that's the way it should be. Like, no one should have to, to face that. No one should have to endure that as a, as a, as an athlete, as, you know, in life in general, right? I should have to face that too, so. But was, I think it happened once when I was in the ECHL, uh, when somebody actually made a comment on the ice during the play and I didn't even hear it. I think the referee heard it. So the referee went to the penalty box and he's like, hey, we're not going to tolerate that. Nobody knew exactly what happened. Then the referee came to see me. He's like, hey, Max, like, we're not going to tolerate that. He's going to get kicked out of the game. Okay, well, you know, thank you. I was kind of happy that somebody you know, took care of that even back then, you know, and it was, that was in 2004, five or something. So, and then the second time was, I, I was in Manitoba and then some of the fans were screaming, saying, hey, go back to play basketball. And, and again, I didn't hear it because I'm on the bench. I'm playing. I'm focused. I, you know, I don't really worry about those things, about what fans are saying. And 
my backup goalie, which was Drew McIntyre, which was one of my good friends. And he hurt, you know, hurt the whole thing and he couldn't, he wasn't having it. So brought the security guard down, like, hey, singled them out in the stand. And he's like, you have to kick those people out. And he got them kicked out. He told me that after the game. And I didn't even know. So and I was kind of happy again. Like, that's why he's one of my best friends also where, uh, you know, I always had good people you know, supporting me for sure. Soon, Max realized his career was going places. I had a, you know, a pretty good season as a, as a 15-year-old in the, in the midget AAA league uh, with Charlemagne. And, uh, and then, you know, you're, at that point, you're still kind of playing the game, right? You're just playing the game. You like the game and you see what happens. And that's when you kind of realize now, like, hey, you know, you might have a chance to get drafted to, uh, you know, the major juniors. And, you know, as a young kid, when you're in Quebec, that's what you see. You see the the teams in major juniors. Like I used to go with my parents and watch a couple teams. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a dream to play in that league too when you're, when you're a kid from that, that area. So, so um, once I got, you know, a pretty good season as a midget, then I get, you know, the chance to, to be drafted. And I think I got big ranked promo, which, uh, in those rankings. I think I got ranked the list right before the draft. I got ranked in the first round. Uh, which was a big surprise for me, right? I, won't lie to you. I had no clue where Baycomo was. Uh, so I first time I, I, I heard about that, that town, I, when they drafted me, I had to go and get a map and figure out exactly where it was. The junior hockey experience taught Max how to be a pro. Junior hockey gives you, like, you're away from home. So uh, the, the good thing is, for me, I was fortunate to have a really good billet family. And at 16, you're still a kid. You know, at sometimes at 16, you think you're, you're, you're pretty much an adult. But yet you're still a kid and you're still being raised. Uh, so those those billet families are, are doing a, a you know a great job and it's a, it's a great service to, to those teams to to help raise those young kids you know at, at junior age at a young age to become you know men basically. So from there, I think it really set me up properly in how to be ready for pro hockey because I think junior that's the, the good thing about junior. It's the level of hockey is probably the closest to uh, to getting to pro hockey. You know the way that the game is played and uh, with the pace the game is played over there, it's, I think it was the fastest route to, to, to pro hockey. But for me, like I said, it was more than that. It was more the lifestyle, how you become a man, you know, over there and as, as a junior kid and, you know, getting to, uh, you know, from 16 to 20 years old, like you're, there's a lot of change going on in those years. If you're enjoying My Hockey Hero and thinking about starting your own hockey card collection, I'd suggest you start with eBay. eBay is all about connecting communities and fueling passions. Because of its thriving card collector community, I was able to make my dream come true by collecting the rookie cards of the NHL's black and biracial players. Start your own collection at ebay.ca slash hockey cards. At 18, Max joined the ECHL. And it was a step up in his development. You know, I, I was hoping to get drafted. Uh, didn't happen. You know, at my eighteen-year-old uh, year, nineteen-year-old year, year. So uh, for me, it was all right. I keep pushing. We'll find another way to another way to make it. Right? We can't all get drafted, I guess. So I was at camp in Minnesota at my twenty-year-old year. So I went to Traverse City uh, tournament with them. Played a played a good tournament. So they invited me to the main camp, and then from there, I uh, I actually. Uh, signed a, a contract with the Houston Arrows in the AHL. Uh, it was a kind of a two-way contract. So I spent the most of the year in the ECHL with uh, Louisiana. It was also the lockout year, which all the guys in the NHL were pushed down to the AHL, and then all the AHL guys pushed down to, to the East Coast. So it was kind of hard to uh, to get a spot in the, in the AHL that year. So you know, 
in, in my head, I thought I could have played like my second year in Houston. I could have played there, but things happen in life where you, you again, it's finding a, a different path I had to keep pushing to. So, but from there, you know, at least I got a chance to play with my first couple of years. You know, I played, you know, about 25, 26 games in the AHL in those two first years. So I got my first taste uh, of the game and I, I, I kind of told myself that, hey, I can play in that league. So, you know, keep pushing and you'll get your chance at some point. He then moved to the AHL, but his path came back to Canada. I, my first contract in Manitoba was a, uh, two years. It was a two-year contract. So again, that's the that's the beauty of hockey is that you sign a you know one year or two years, and then you never know where you're going to be the next year, right? My dad always said we're, we're just a big piece of meat. All you can do is play year after year and then see where you end up to. So um, I was I was happy to I was fortunate I guess in my career to uh, had I've had some pretty long stints in my teams. Played four years in Manitoba, six years in Texas, right? A couple of years in, in Iowa. So. For, as, a, as a hockey player, I think it's that stability was uh, was key, and it's it's not something that happens a lot uh, in our game where guys are moving from team to team year after year. So I'm I'm really fortunate to, to have been able to, to stay in those teams. And, and again, in, in Manitoba was again a next step to you know, go into where I wanted to be to to, to play in the NHL one day. And um, for me, that I, I've I've learned so many qualities, played so, with so many great players in Manitoba found a way to, to learn how to be a leader in a, in a locker room and try to lead a locker room to there. So, After three years, Max moved to Dallas, Texas, and where he had a chance to play in the NHL. I was about to play another year in Manitoba. So after my third year in Manitoba, I signed a contract with Dallas, which was my first NHL contract. But that year, they didn't have a, any, uh, an AHL team. They didn't have a farm team. So all the Dallas guys, uh, all the Dallas prospects, were kind of scattered all over the league. Um, so... You know, they kind of asked me, hey, you want to stay in, in Manitoba? I was like, for sure, I want to stay here, right? And so I, I kind of got fortunate to stay in the same same place I was, even if I was on a Dallas contract. So for, for a year and then the year after, and I'll always remember the, the GM kind of t- asked me, he's like, hey, Max, you want to stay here for another year? And uh, even if you're with Dallas, and I, that's what I told him. I was like, hey, I, I think I have to go uh, to their farm team just to be closer to the team, you know, making sure I'm, I'm around, uh, you know, around the Dallas environment and, and all that stuff. So um, it was, it was a tough decision because we have a, we had such a good time. My, my wife and I, my, my oldest son in, in Manitoba met some great people that are again still great friends and great organization over there in Manitoba to the way they ran things was just like a professional hockey, like an NHL team basically. Um, so it was, it was tough to, to have to move from there. Again, I, I you know, don't regret that decision for, for, you know, the path that they kind of led me to, uh, to play with, uh, the Dallas organization I had a pretty good season. I was becoming one of the, uh, you know, mid age, mid age players. Uh, you know, you're not a rookie anymore. You're not a really old veteran. Uh, but you're, you're still, you know, be- becoming one of the players that, uh, you know, the team is, is really counting on. And, uh, you know, I was trying to bring in my leadership there. And I think I got a call from the GM. I think it was November. You know, he called me. I was just home with, with my wife and she, but Jim just called me one night. He's like, Hey, Max, there's been an injury. We need you to uh, go up to Dallas. Not sure if you're going to play, but, uh, it's your first call up too. So, uh, I was, I was really happy. First person I called was, you know, called my parents. And then I called the, the general manager in, in Manitoba. Just, you know, just he, I wanted him to, to know first that, you know, I was going up and, uh, it was a lot of thanks to him too, also, because he was the first one who, who actually believed in me too. So. The moment still sticks in his mind. 
it was in Dallas against Detroit, which Detroit was one of my favorite teams growing up to. Ask me why. I'm, I'm not sure why it was, but it, he was Dallas. Detroit was always one of my favorite teams growing up, and uh, so for me, you know, got to play against the Datsuks, and you know, it was it was, it was such an, an incredible feeling. I always remember right before the game, before the initial puck drop, I was on the bench, and if the cameras would have been on my face, like my smile was. You know, all the way from ear to ear, I was so happy to be there, and you know, it was just such a, a an amazing achievement for for, for myself and uh, for my family, for my parents, all the work they've put in, all the sacrifices they put in all over the years. So, you know, it, it was good to, to, to be able to, to be there and have my, my my wife and my my son, you know, being able to experience that with me too was a great feeling. After an eight game run, a few years later, Max was called up again. In uh, in L.A play game there and the funny thing is I was the oldest defenseman on the team that that game right because all the all the other guys were younger than me and all the guys that were in Dallas and, and the other guys that were called up were all younger than me so I was probably the guy with the least NHL experience but I was the oldest too on the on, on the on the team that night and you know got my first point also that game uh, so it was it was good it was great to uh, to be able to, to, to be part and finish my uh, my uh, my last game in NHL that way for sure. Max then saw new opportunity in the coaching role. Later on in my career, I always, uh, you know, I started to get a little more involved with the coaches. I wanted to, you know, I was asking probably more questions and trying to figure out why they were doing certain things and why they would, you know, tell us certain things. Just uh, either it was uh, on, a, on a team chemistry part or, you know, on, you know, tactically also just to, to figure out you know, different things and, and, and the reasoning why they were doing it. I think it started with my first year in Texas, where I started. I was with Paul Gerard and uh, and Glenn Gallitzen, and then so you know I would I would ask him questions, and uh, it kind of got to it got me to understand a lot of things that you know why they were thinking it and how and why they were doing things on the ice. So I think at that point, that's where I realized I I've always liked to help young guys around me be a leader in the room, and you know that's where I kind of started liking to the coaching part of it for sure. Max can look back and see how his participation has inspired others. Not only as a coach, I, I think I've, you know, I think the, the most rewarding thing I've, I've heard as a player was somebody who came to see me is like, hey, my son, you know, who's black started to play hockey because of you. You know, he saw you play. He's like, hey, mom, I want to play hockey too. Just like, just like Max, right? So for me, that was the, if I help, you know, bring one person into the, into the game, did my job, I guess, right? And I always want to be a, a, a model for, for kids of you know, all ethnicities. Uh, but it, it's good to see kids that are, you know, in, in those minority settings to, to see maybe if, if I can be a, for, sure, for sure a model and they can see me, they say, hey, if he's doing it for sure, why, why not? You know, why not me? So, so for sure, it's the same thing as a coach, you know, guys can see, you know, that I was a player before and now I'm here. I battle. It's possible to to make it, no matter who you are, you know, you know what you're facing. You just have, a, you just need to have a, a good a good mind on your on, uh, you know, in your head. Lastly, what advice does Max have for us? The the way you handle yourself in in every aspect, and it's not just hockey. Hockey is a you know is a is a, is a small part of our life. Respect, you know, or with people that are around you, people that that you're that you're meeting every day, uh, it goes a long way. And then once you take that part as a, as a player with, with your teammates, with your coaches, um, you know, your, your, with your love for the game, respecting the game, it, it just, you know, it, it has no limit to where it, it can bring you and people will appreciate you 
uh, and what you're doing. So I, I think there's 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 so many things like yes, you, you have to work hard every day, and it's it's it's, it's not going to be an easy road. Uh, if you, but you had you got to have dreams, you got to believe in your dreams, respect what you what you do, respect people around you. For me, it's it's been it's been the key. It's one of the things I you know I I teach you know my players, I teach my kids. That's the the first thing you know that that gets you to be the person you want to be in life. And by doing that, you'll be able to to, to become the player you want to be. We're proud to be working with Hockey Equality. Hockey Equality is on a mission to create diversity at all levels of the game of hockey. By lowering financial barriers for BIPOC female and other equity-deserving youth hockey players. If you've been moved by the stories shared on this podcast and want to help make hockey accessible to all, check out HockeyEquality.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast but would like to dive deeper, then check out our extended version of this interview at Recognize, Black Hockey Heroes of the NHL. You can click on the link in the show notes or find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can see the cards of the players in my collection at blackhockeycards.com. This has been a Podstarter production. production.